Hello Transformers fans and welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV Transformers Robots in Disguise After Show. We are back after that short week-long break, I think it was, looking at Season 4, Episodes 12 and 13, The Golden Knight and The Fastest Bot Alive. We've got some fun stuff to talk about today and team, let's rev up and roll out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> Draco! <laughs> you did this to yourself. This song is so perfect for what we're talking about, though. I will say I initially wanted to start with a Monty Python number, but Megan brought up a very good point, so we didn't. And then there was also the uh, Sonic's at AM theme song. Which is also a good choice. It is a good choice. But nothing but this... hit me, hits me in the feels quite like this song does. And I mean, we have someone in the chat named Dragon Videos, so I feel like we've got some aptly named yes. people in there. Hi, Chad. How y'all doing? Yeah. God. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yep, right there. Okay, are you actually tearing no, up? No, shut up. Yes, you are. <laughs> shut up. Welcome back to the uh, Transformers Robots in Disguise after show. We're here, we're doing the thing, we're trying not to cry over the pretty music. We are looking at Season 4, Episodes 12 and 13, The Golden Knight and The Fastest Bot Alive. Let's get this party started. I have with me Megan Lord, Megan Tron Salinas. Hey guys, it's Megan. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Our uh, wrecker is on a mystical quest. You can tweet her at Atorus890. And I'm Katie. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have the hashtag ABTVRID. We have the live chat for those of you who are watching live. Hi, guys. How you doing? So if you have something to say, if you have funny comics or images, which about three of you have thrown into the hashtag already, and I super appreciate that, throw it in the hashtag, throw it in the live chat, you may well get a shout out. Well, I, I kind of want to knock out Fastest Bot Alive because sure. I feel like Golden Knight gives us a lot more to talk about and I want to focus on that. Yeah, more. yeah, that's totally fine with me. And I think for some reason we watched these in opposite order. I don't know why. The Cartoon Network app was fun. Yeah, I can never figure out um, exactly how the Cartoon Network app works um, in terms of, like, because sometimes I'll watch an episode and then it'll be like, now you want to watch this one from season three. And I'm like, no, I don't. I wasn't, I mean, I liked season three, but. But anyway, uh, talking yeah, about this so... episode, uh, yeah. I think... I, there's no way this isn't a Sonic the Hedgehog reference in the title. <laughs> and I love it. It's the fastest thing alive. Yeah, pretty much. But we, the bottom line of this is Grimlock with essentially hyperspeed. Which is hilarious, given how big and clumsy he is. But it's also uncontrollable. Yeah, it's, it's not like he suddenly got the powers of the Flash and is in, you know, it's not like he's Barry Allen all of a sudden. It's... It's completely different. It's like kind of over. I'm very much reminded of a scene from the book of Howl's Moving Castle where they get the um, the league boots, and you know you're just run, you end up running past your target, and you're like, well, I gotta go back now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all done that. Like drove five past my exit on the 101, and then kind of went, oh no, and the other way has traffic. Ugh. Now picture that, but in a microsecond. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) (sighs) Traffic flashbacks. Regional humor. Um, Honestly, the part of this episode that resonated the most with me was Grimlock just sitting there listening to Russell tell him about Captain Plasma Beam. Yes. Because he couldn't move. 
He obviously didn't want to hear it, but he couldn't get away. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, have I ever been there? <laughs> I, I literally have no way of being able to run away from this conversation. <laughs> Usually it's my place of employment. One of my previous workplaces, I had a boss who would occasionally just get into stories, and I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> this is a trap. I can't leave. I haven't worked there in years. Um, I, I will say, though, that I, I liked both these episodes, but I like The Golden Knight a lot better, and we'll, oh, yeah. we'll dig into that um, in, a, in a couple minutes. But my big thing looking at The Fastest Bot Alive was I'm like, okay, this is they're doing uh, another genre episode like they did with Strongarm a little bit back with uh, doing the, uh, the detective motif, and this time the motif is superhero. And I feel like... They, uh, I prefer the one with strong arm because they really embraced the kitsch of the genre. Yeah. And this one, it you know, it felt like Grimlock was really into it, but it's not like the style changed or anything like that. He basically just put on a costume and, you know, created a persona for himself. But it wasn't the, that yeah. the narrative style changed to fit the persona that he took on. It wasn't in any capacity a bad episode. Oh, no, not at all. That I enjoy said, it. Oh, yeah, no. That said, it was one of those ones where it's like, okay, it's a thing. Like, I'm, I'm very grateful that we had a double feature this weekend because it would have been difficult to talk about this episode for an hour. But I did enjoy it. It had some really great gags. It had returning characters. And let's be real, Monkey Clone Army is kind of terrifying. Uh, yeah. That I, is terrifying. I will say that, like, out of all of the stuff that we could sit down and unpack the terrifying implications of, it is the fact of the, the, the soulless, sparkless clone army with dead eyes. And this is the point where we keep going, yeah, most Cybertronians don't see many cons as people. Oh. <laughs> well, and even even on the part of our heroes, it's okay for us to smash them to pieces because they have no souls. It's like, like whoa, they're guys. not really alive. They're just kind of Ooh. puppets. I'm like, Ooh. well, it's it's really unsettling because we've dealt with clones in this canon before. Um, you know, we Star we have we have we've had several iterations of Starscream clones. And I always get kind of uncomfortable when we when we dig into protoforms because it's basically a lot of times in various Transformers canon, it's whoever gets to it first gets to basically mold the protoform into whatever they want. Basically, adopt this child, make it in your image. All right, that's terrifying. Cybertronians are awful. <laughs> I, think, I think Beast Wars did the best horrifying protoform oh, story. Yeah, Let's right be after real. killing their best character, it's just like, geez, that the this show does not know the meaning of the word palate cleanser. No, it's like we're gonna kill the best character, and then here's a horror movie <laughs> in 22 minutes for kids. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, watching that show again as an adult, whole oh, dang. But uh, but again, it is a very interesting thing um, in terms of protoforms. But I don't think these clones are protoform proper. No, uh, again, because they have no spark. So it's something that we've seen before in this canon, but with a twist on it. It's, it's still really unsettling and kind of detestable, but it's kind of interesting. I'm trying to come up with a good metaphor, and I really just can't, because it's 
you don't really have the full thing. Well, it's I, like you have the car that actually runs and then you have the shell of a car and you put a battery in it. Yeah, that's, or that's something like that. That's not quite I can't come up with a good metaphor well, because this is just like right, cloning. Well, I mean hey. again, that is that it, they are an army of soulless automatons, which is what a lot of robot stories are it. at their core. Humans versus Cybermen. Yes. Uh, actually, no, I disagree. Having a human and then having a Cyberman. I disagree with that because the Cybermen used to be human. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that takes on a very different uh, a very different context and a very different tone. But, I mean, a lot of robot stories um, prior to us, like, wanting to give emotions and depth to robots were just that they were these unfeeling, you know unthinking machines that just were assigned to do a task and when you program them to hurt people then that's where oh the fear of robots come from because they just they're like the terminator they just have an objective and if that objective is to kill you that's what they're going to do um but this series we've always had robots who have hearts who have souls and personalities and things like that so seeing robots that don't is a huge contrast and for me, what's really interesting is that, and I know we keep doing the Prime comparison, but same continuity, that's what we're going to do. We had the Viacons in Prime, so when we needed to wreck a bunch of semi-faceless soldiers, that's kind of what we did. And so, you know, we had some really good comedy moments. Megatron throwing a car Viacon <laughs> off, the, off the ship was still one of my favorite things because it was just Megatron, what? Get me someone with wings! <laughs> like, it was beautiful, but you don't, because of the way the vehicles are designed, they're not quite as human. They have grills they're instead of like eyes. They don't really troopers. have mouths. Yeah. You don't really think about them as living, feeling bots, despite the fact that they very much are. The series oftentimes doesn't treat them that way. They, they really are stormtroopers. You dehumanize them a lot. And we don't really have villains like that. Like, this is the first time in, I hesitate to say the whole series because we have enough episodes at this point that I can't remember what happened in every single one specifically off the top of my head. But this is the first time in a while that we've just had an army of bots that need to get wrecked. Mm -hmm. And they don't have sparks. There's not any consciousness in there. They're not truly alive. So it's okay. But this is not a series... That kills people. Yeah. Prime killed people, showed you the body, reanimated it, and then killed it again. (laughs) And then double killed its corpse. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Oh, Cliff. Something. (laughs) Cliff and breakdown. We're just going to make ourselves cry today? Um, But but another kind of interesting distinction is that the, the guy who created all of these clones, he doesn't suffer any consequences when these clones get mowed through by our heroes. Whereas the last time we saw clones in the series, every time a Starscream clone got killed, Starscream felt it, and it was highly unpleasant. <laughs> Which is probably why they used Viacons instead of clones, because yeah. if clones have that attachment, you don't really want to... Yeah, we have a question from Dragon Videos. What Decepticons would you guys like to see again? Shockwave. Ooh, oh gosh. Shockwave's a good one. Knockout. Knockout. Oh I miss, my god, I need it I, in my life. I miss him. I miss him a lot. Um, we have Soundwave tooling around back here. We didn't see him in either honestly, of these two episodes, I, but I'm waiting for I'd it. I'd feel too greedy asking for any, because sound, like Soundwave was really high on that list. And uh, like he's our overarching kind of big bad, just hanging out in the shadows this season. 
So I hesitate to say anybody outside of Soundwave, but honestly, if we're if we're if we're putting him aside, Arachnid. Ooh. Oh, I don't think I we're don't, prepared for that yeah, level of consequences. The here's the thing. Zombies is, on the moon. I don't think this show would go that dark because eventually no. she ran out of food and you have to wonder how her mutation would affect her after years and years of be, um, being unable to feed. So that's going to be interesting. So that's that's who else I would want. But that's neither here nor there. Well, and Dragon Videos brings it back into this series. I definitely want Steeljaw, Thunderhoof, and Clampdown. Oh, Uncle PJ! <laughs> we, we need Uncle PJ and Hungry Life like the wolf back. Oh, anything with Troy Baker. Yes. <laughs> Give me that noise. Uh, Give me Glow Strike. Uh, yes, because she her her and Scorponox time really did get cut short. Um, Steeljaw's always good. St- I, I again, I feel greedy asking for more because Here's we got thing. Starscream. Our pattern in media between you and me, you ask for things and you get them. I ask for things and it's like a monkey's paw. <laughs> <laughs> I ask for things and then I get them and then awful things happen to the things I ask for. And I'm like, <laughs> I hope I learned a lesson do, about wanting things. <laughs> why do you think I was so happy when Blur left and, <laughs> and wasn't a box and wasn't and wasn't a square See, cube? If I'd asked for Blur, things would be different. <laughs> He'd be dead. Is that what you want, Katie? No, I want you to ask for things that I want because the universe likes you. Um, <laughs> uh, Glow Strike is a good one. Um, she and Scorponok, they they kind of got a little short changed. Um, Starscream's always fabulous. I we I know we've said this more than once, but seeing what Galvatron is up to, I don't necessarily want him to come back I in see a his villainous nature walk. Yeah, I don't I don't need to see him come back in a villainous capacity. I would just kind of like to poke in and see where he's at right now because his character arc was done. We don't need him to come back as a bad guy. I would just like to check in on him as kind of like this world weary warrior who's just kind of like done with the fight. That would be kind of interesting. I want him to show up and for it to be the most awkward episode ever. Hey there! It can be all about <laughs> not judging people. I, I, I really don't care what the moral of that episode would be. I just want it. <laughs> because he's like, no, I'm chill now. And everyone's kind of like, last, last time we spoke, uh, you were stabbing me. <laughs> well, so, you so stabbed that me first. So. <laughs> Did you know that Starscream is still running around? He is. Is he? Pretty sure he thinks you're his ex? He does that. <laughs> <laughs> but to back, back to these episodes. Yeah, like back to the actual episodes of and that was a lovely little tangent. Um, that being yeah. said, I mean, we did get a Decepticon back in this we one. We did. We and got Simicore back. it was more back. fun than a barrel of monkeys. And you get mad at me for punning. Yep. <laughs> we also had the mention of Vertebrake's lab. Oh, my gosh. The fact that, like, that's where they discover this is where all those clones came from, that... I will say, was probably the most unsettling thing about this. Just the second they stepped back into that lair and they were like, wait a minute, we know this place. I'm just, I, I kind of want to see what Simicor's cleanup process would have been. Like, he walks in and is like, oh god, I should have quit all I'm ahead, and then cleans all the heads out of the pot. There are just a bunch of severed heads everywhere, and he's like, dear lord! Sweet right. soulless prime! It's a bit of a fixer-upper. But I can use this. <laughs> I can work with this. I think we haven't we had like five mad science Decepticons at this point. <laughs> We've had a few, yeah. I, I I think we should put them all in an episode and just go. <laughs> yeah. 
Like all working? of them working together on some crazy device, and then at the end, Soundwave just kind of shows up and yoink. <laughs> that would be lovely. I'm down. Yeah, I, I want it. I want it. I think we've just written a weird little fan fiction, and I kind of want it. I'm in. Count me in for that one. So yeah, this the the moral of the story was pretty much if with great power comes great responsibility and a long training time. <laughs> Peter Parker threw himself off of plenty of buildings before he figured out how to web swing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Go see Homecoming. It's amazing. Yeah. When you're done watching the show. Yes. But yeah, that was pretty much the long and short of it was Grimlock attempting to learn superpowers, failing at learning superpowers, <laughs> and then doing the thing anyway because I have super speed. I'm not going to be the slow one anymore. Ah, oh, shoot. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about, like, kind of obviously wanting to be better, but also, expect, like, accepting where you're at, you know. Um, and that it takes time to master a skill. You can't just do it in a day and be done. Like, I feel like when we got the Wheel of Morality moment and Grimlock sums it up, it was kind of like, yeah, okay. But all the little bits... In between everything about you need to master a skill, it takes a lot of time to do it, you need to learn. Like, I feel like our sum up moment wasn't particularly strong, but the build up throughout really was. Yeah. And and there's also something interesting there with the only bot that can't go out in public because he doesn't have a disguise. It is kind of cute when he fashion anytime he fashions a disguise for himself. And I'm sure Alexis was probably just grinning from ear to ear during this episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, no, it was it was a pretty good grim episode. Yeah. His his can be fun. His are a lot of fun. I did like just at the beginning when he's completely loopy. I'd raise <laughs> my arm, but I don't know where my arm is. Like <laughs> the delivery on that was beautiful. Uh, yeah, do we want to talk real quick about the 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 continuing horrifying through line of trying to become a combiner because dear oh, lord fix it speaking of mad scientist bots trying to fuse a strong arm and bumblebee together. No. <laughs> it did not work. But the thing is, like, every time he does this, that's what it winds up being, the top half of one and the bottom half of another. Like, this is a running pattern. Yeah. I mean, trial science is basically trial and error, but with live subjects. I'm just waiting for the episode where they find out that the power of friendship was inside them on along, and that's ultimately what they need to bond together to form Voltron. I mean, (laughs) I mean, the Super B team combiner. No, that was last night. <laughs> Form sword. <laughs> Different right. show about giant robots. Yeah, no, we do a few of those. On that note, we should probably swing over to the Golden Knight. Yay! <laughs> this was such a good episode. I am the last one. <laughs> I really love I mean, Flamesnort as a concept, even. The Decepticon that has been here out of context for thousands of years and still doesn't know the war is over like i love stories like this where it's just someone who's been in a foxhole for forever and then you find them and kind of go oh friend you're a bit behind the times uh i think uh the transformers wiki compared this episode to a lot of um you know battles in world war ii where a lot of japanese uh yeah yeah 
deployments hadn't been made aware of the fact that the war had ended and so had been getting into scuffles and things like that. So it's it's very much that idea. It's like the war is over and the soldier has been on his own at his, at this post for so long and has been out of communication with everybody. And it's just, you're fighting a war that no one cares about anymore, man. <laughs> like you're fighting a war that you've already lost. And then yeah. you go to them and say, hey, the war is over. You lost. They're not going to want to hear that. You're lying to me to get me to quit fighting. And so it's there. There's an element of tragedy to Flame Snort. There, there is. I mean, he's still a terrible person. He threatens the lives of innocent humans, um, and he's definitely willing to Screw blow it. We're going to blow up the earth. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, he did almost destroy the earth, but like it was. I don't it think was anyone's in, gotten close to that since Steeljaw summoned it's, Satan. It's been a bit, yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that it was. It, it didn't seem to be like, it was more of an I'm going down with the ship. This oh, is a yeah. self-sacrificing thing that I'm doing. He is a soldier who is, you know, like his code of honor is so important to him that he's been here alone for eons. And it's, first of all, his design. I mean, we picked the dragon heart theme for a reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, his lizard-like design. He looks a lot like Draco. You know uh, what's really sad? He's been in pretty much what might have been Scotland, because those sure did sound like Scottish LARPers. Mm -hmm. Reenactors, but let's be real, they're LARPers. They're LARPing. (laughs) Which was great, and I adored that. Oh, my God. But he was out of contact with Command, even when Command was literally on Earth. Yeah. Like, they didn't bother hunting him down, and for some reason, he could never contact them. Yeah. Megatron was on Earth, and this guy was out of communication that entire time. And there was so much Cybertronian activity on Earth throughout those years. And, like, so close and yet so far. didn't know, never saw it. Well, I don't know if anyone ever got up to that area. Yeah. Like, we saw them go to one of the poles, but I don't think we ever wound up in Europe. Yeah, and even... Or specifically on that little island, which is like, I claim this land for Spain, I'm staying here. Even after, you know, uh, the events of Prime, there have been so many Decepticon factions on Earth still. I mean, we've got Motormaster's crew, we had Starscream running around for a while, and we, of course, had all of the uh, jailbreaking (laughs) Decepticons. Um, So there have been tons of Decepticons running around all over Earth, and this guy has been stationed at his post talking to the void forever (laughs) no one noticed and um and yeah it's it's very interesting and they they make the comment of he's like evil shall be vanquished and that kind of harkens back to the origination of like the decepticons as a whole because if you remember way back in the day megatron started being a Decepticon because of the totalitarian Cybertronian regime. Which I don't think has been fixed. No! Like, I really, really need a movie, a comic, a novel, a whatever, just to be like, what is happening on Cybertron? <laughs> Tell me about your awful messed up politics. But, but it, I need to know. It's interesting because, again, we have an old school Decepticon that reminds us of those things. And I straight up, like, and this is probably my roman catholic upbringing but for me this was straight up saint george's dragon yeah yeah i mean he's there 
It makes sense. That is right where I went. No. I'm like, I'm sure that was not the first reference most people came up with, but my brain no. just went, oh yeah, this no, that's where better, we are. This is a better last night story than Transformers, the last night, which, <laughs> again, me recounting what happened to me last night is a better last night story <laughs> than Transformers, the last night. And that's not even the correct kind of night. <laughs> oh, but... But, I mean, in terms of if we're going to do medieval themes with Transformers, this was a good way to do it. And it's just really funny that this in no way was tied in with the movie at all, um, which is great. Uh, because yeah. I feel like the less it's tied in, the better. Well, and this this was a really good fix-it story. Yeah. And, and we've had just so much of him mad sciencing it up this season that it's nice to have him just being the tiny, adorable nerd that he is. He gets to be a squire. <laughs> he wants to be a knight and has all these ideas of this is what heroes do, this is what heroism is, this is how the story's depicted, and kind of getting the life lesson about, you know, it doesn't have to be about the stories. You don't always make the right choice. You do what you can with what you have. And do your best to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And this, I mean, unlike Fastest Bot Alive, this is one where when we had the Wheel of Morality moment, it worked really well with everything else that had happened. Yes. I like, agree it was 100%. just as strong as the buildup. Like, this just, this was such a great episode. Both times I watched it. Yes. Ugh. I loved it. <laughs> I love the LARPers. I just, yes. And the, the flip with, wait, we have humans that we can't show our vehicle modes to? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, and just the uh, the story that they the yarn that they spun in order to like justify their existence there. It's mystical armor. Yeah, we were given it by a sorcerer. This was time travel. There's this, and they just kind of buy it. Like, okay, well, and then a, to them, a dragon shows up right away, and it's like, all right, yep. A side note. Fire-breathing Decepticon. Have not seen one of those in a dog's age. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's so good. And and not only that, but, like, again, because... Uh, and, and I love just, again, the, the age that this character has because he makes comments every now and then like, oh, if I had been in my prime, like, you wouldn't have even stood yeah. a chance. Well, and Fix-It talking about, you know, the weathering on his armor, the design, etc. It's consistent with this, this, and this. He's been here for forever. So sad. I just all the little all the little pieces of this episode were just so good and they fit so well yeah. together. Talking about really embracing the the kind of genre type of episode that it is. Because oh, yeah. this is a genre episode as well. This oh, yeah. is the, the medieval night one. And like this one also really embraced it. And I feel I don't know, I just feel like the 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 fastest spot alive, I don't feel like the genre was really as well integrated into the and maybe that's just me trying you know to put something onto the episode that isn't there it's marvel movies versus dc movies maybe. marvel movies are like yeah we're superhero movies yeah we're comic movies let's go let's with just the go exception let's of wonder woman yeah that with the exception of wonder it. woman but for a long time dc movies were kind of like yeah, we're comic movies, but look how completely gritty and grimdark we are, and we're going to be super serious about it. And this was just kind of like, it's a comic episode without being, we're a comic superhero episode. Like, it wasn't all in. The, uh, Golden Knight was all in, to the point where even when it swapped back to, oh my god, there's a giant bomb, vehicle mode, moving the key, like, 
it still very much felt like that medieval adventure, even when we were very much back in the realm of futuristic technology. Back in the, in the and realm then we of... ended with the sword and the stone reference, <laughs> which, yes. <laughs> which, uh, speaking of, I think uh, somebody sent us uh, a really yeah, great screenshot. Uh, Raymond T. Oh. in the hashtag sent us a fix it and the masters of Cybertron. I screenshot. have the power. <laughs> Which I now need Mitchell Whitfield saying. Absolutely. Like, uh, I need that in my life. <laughs> I have the flower. <laughs> shower. Shower. Power. Power. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> yep. Nope. Okay. I am totally down for that. But Absolutely. Yeah. Just there was absolutely a tragedy involved with the flame snort. And it was great character design. Incredible voice. Yes. Perfect voice. Yes. Definitely. And then, yeah, we had Omega Pulse in the chat, which we were talking about this the first time we sat down to watch it. I wonder if Megatron was considering calling him, but after the Unicron revelation, didn't want to risk having Flamesnort activate the device since Earth is Unicron. We were definitely wondering about, okay, so if the bomb goes off, burrows down into the Earth's core, which is robot Satan, who is hibernating right now, uh, then what? <laughs> like, uh, uh, well, it's, how it's- does this work? It's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure Megatron, especially after, you know, totally fine with destroying Earth, just not while he's on it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, can, can we not, like, this is the last planet that we could possibly have with Cybertronian activity because Cybertron itself is, <clears throat> can we not blow it up right now? Thank that you. That would be super. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of prime talk this episode, but, but a lot of fun. Yeah, it's again. I, I can't emphasize this one enough. This one was great. Um, should we talk? Grimlock about the... gets into art. Yes, because the second he started becoming an artist, Artiste. we were both we were both like he and Boulder should hang out, yes. have painting sessions together. That black beret, though, and uh. then referring to himself in the third person, <laughs> which is funny because that's actually a reference to the way he used to talk because he used to talk like. Grimlock. Grimlock sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. And that, I mean, pretty much the second they were like, oh, we sold a strong arm sculpture. I'm like, it's a scarecrow. <laughs> there's no way it's not a, yep, there's the payoff. I mean, he wasn't very good at it, but I think it's very endearing that he's looking at his teammates as his muses. Oh, yeah. And then strong arm turning it around and going, like, after laughing, going, well, it, it's serving a purpose. It's doing a good thing in the world. You you did a good. <laughs> she, now she quit sculpting it, me. She turned it into a positive. <laughs> now you, never, ever do it again. <laughs> I think you kind of have to because I feel like for Grimlock, if you discourage him for something like this, he's either going to double down and it's going to be worse for everyone or he'll just get real sad. Yeah, and I mean, there's something you can take away from that, especially for kids, because a lot of kids will try to draw something but are still obviously learning and developing, and so their drawings don't necessarily turn out the way they want them, or their art projects look like, you know, the projects little kids do. And it's one of those things where it's like, don't be sad because it didn't turn out the way you wanted it. You know, you have to keep at it. Yeah, and it helps to have the outside encouragement. It's so easy to look at something, especially on the internet, now that younger kids are getting on the internet these days, and just go, oh, well, that's terrible art. Oh, well, it's this. Oh, well, it's that. Yeah, the person who posted that was 12? 
So maybe be nice. Maybe be nice. Maybe, maybe be don't nice. be a jerk. Um, well, and the other thing is, you know, again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, Grimm yeah. made this thing, and yeah, the the person who took it wasn't intending it on being fine art, but it does do something good. Well, the person who took it also bought it from a scrapyard. Yeah. <laughs> which is not what you're really expecting. He may be a collector of fine vintage things, but you don't really expect fine art. Yeah, exactly. You'd also think Denny knows exactly who he sold it to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you just say, I sold it, just to be like, you did good. Well done. And then so I... wait, did Grim get to keep the money? No. <laughs> They stay there rent-free, and then the next episode, he wrecks half the place. (laughs) Like, no. Not even like, oh, well, I don't know, we'll we'll rent a movie with the money. What's he going to do? Walk into town and be like, I want some popcorn? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe buy some ingredients for some pretzels. I don't know. I would love to see Grimlock pretzels Which you can also turn around and sell. (laughs) I really do need Grimlock making pretzels again. Like, I... Yes, I think that has been one of his single best creative endeavors is the making of the pretzels. <laughs> Grimlock, you're sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> giant, I mean, you can buy giant donuts in the Vatican. Why shouldn't you be able to buy giant pretzels in Crown City? I mean, right? Get on it, guys. <laughs> and then the last thing we need to touch on here was our stinger. Yes. And actually the reason that I think these episodes work better in an opposite order because we finally get to see Motormaster. Yes, yes, Like, yes. straight up see him, not I see a little silhouette of a bot. <laughs> Scaramouche, Scaramouche. No, he's out. Uh, <laughs> That's date. a different bot. That's going to be dated. That's a point. different bot. Mm. Travis Willingham. <laughs> Travis Willingham is one of those actors who does such a good job at bringing a certain gravitas to his characters when he wants to. He's one of those actors where I just kind of yell at the screen every time he starts talking. You usually yell an expletive, yes. <laughs> that well, that's why I wasn't being specific. <laughs> <laughs> you use a, you yell an expletive that is not appropriate for the show. She's just like, here it is, here's the man. <laughs> like, yep. Um, Travis Willingham. Well, because he He does a really good job here. He also, I mean, he typically, uh, something that I've noticed in terms of a lot of characters he's currently playing is he plays a lot of meatheads. You know, he's the current Knuckles the Echidna and not a particularly bright version of Knuckles. Well, and his long-running character in Critical Critical Role Role is Grog, who is their barbarian tank with an intelligence of six. He only just recently learned how to read and can manage small words. Like... I'm used to hearing the grog voice, which is kind of good-natured and a little bit doofy, and you know, it's like you know, but he's fun. And then to hear him come in and just be like, "Yes, I'm a terrifying villain." It's like, "Oh shoot, yes, well, you are." I mean, we also do the Cam Camp after show, and he plays Cameron Campbell, who also is this kind of meathead, a ham, and not, a scoundrel, yeah, and a, not, not a good necess- person. Not necessarily a super smart. Definitely, all of these characters have their moment of, moments of clever insight or you know cleverness to them, but like none of them are really straight up malevolent masterminds and you kind of get that that's the sense here even though some of their previous schemes you're like if that was if that was Motormaster's idea he is not the brightest tool in the shed however I would never want to tell him that to his face he is giant (laughs) I feel like he's a little small minded in terms of we just want to take over this planet's roads like we're so used to having earth conquering or earth destroying villains that it's a little like okay you're gonna do the thing 
but he's huge. We know there's a combiner in our future. He sells it extremely well. And I would like to think that half of the plots that have happened were his minions ideas. Yeah. And let's be real, they're funny, but they ain't bright. Yeah, I could definitely he is, see... obviously does the thinking. I, I could definitely see, like, that whole race idea 100% being drag strips idea. Oh, <laughs> even, my God, Even though yes. the implication is that Motormaster sent them out for that, I'm like, I feel like that was more their idea, because... It's not a good idea. <laughs> you can just see him like he's got this, you know, red thread board and is trying to like put together strategies. You know, he's got the pin board with the red yarn attaching things. And they're all just like, boss, we can do this. Boss, we can do that. Boss, we can do this other thing. You know, stuff that normally gets thrown straight into the reject pile of ideas. Boss, we can win a race. Do that. Go win a race. Go keep yourself busy for an afternoon. Go win King of the Roads. It'll be great. And just he goes get back out, to his board. Just get out of the house for 10 minutes. Dad's trying to put together his murder board. <laughs> Dad has a master plan. Go keep yourselves busy for a couple hours. All try right, not we're going to go win a race. Try not to break anything on your way out. <laughs> I feel like Motormaster would not have believed that winning a race against the Squishies to get the title of King of the Roads is actually be a legitimate title. Yeah, it's... like. It, <laughs> I feel like as much as I've said he's a little small-minded in terms of large master plans in comparison with other cons we've had, he Especially doesn't seem... Especially Steeljaw, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be an idiot. I, like I said, it remains to be seen because the only bit we get here is that he's big and can grab his the smaller bots by the face and toss them across with relative ease. Um, I'm... I, you know, you get the sense that there's this gravitas to him having finally met him now out of the shadows, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm still holding off on passing judgment of you as, like, a mastermind or just a bully because we haven't really seen what you're capable of just yet. And we True. Don't. So I'm, I'm still thinking, like, you're probably not the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know what? You, are, you have an imposing demeanor, so I mean, that's what's important right now. Maybe not, but he's probably not that dumb. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's, kind to, of like, it's tough to tell right now. Sadly, they're doing the American thing where they show up in a different location, don't bother learning anything about the culture, and immediately think they're right. Oh. Like, I feel like that's what's no. happening here. Oh, gosh. Decepticons are Space America. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the Andalites. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, an, that's an old poll. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> no, all you kids who have no idea what I just talked about. I think you just hit a couple people's nostalgia <laughs> buttons, so there's that. And we have a comic that I adore from Lasergon <laughs> yes. on the hashtag. Basically going, you failed me for the last time, drag strip. And even with the font change to the Star Wars font, like, seriously, well done. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more Motormaster now that we fully have him as a piece on the field. Like we've seen his face, we've seen we've seen him in more than just shadow, and we've seen him throw around a couple of his lackeys because that's what he does. Yeah. Like I'm going to throw you way the heck over there now get back here. We need to combine. <laughs> now. <laughs> You're the leg. Come here. By the way, like two of them got to combine 
Uh, and then did nothing. And they did, they were just really excited. They just wanted to fuse. <laughs> just like celebratory combination. Okay. Wonder Twin Powers, active. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, but I, I think that's relevant to note that, again, because we, we've seen the, uh, we've seen drag strip and um, break. Something break. Oh, shoot. I feel terrible because I like him and I can never remember his he's, name. He's my favorite of the five, but I don't remember. Um, but Because <laughs> yeah. my brain is programmed to break down and that is not the case. But um, so the, we've seen their combiner. So it was important to at least see what the other two are capable of. And I'm wondering if there are other combinations. Like um, if each of them, like if there are lots of different combinations and or if it's like very set as to who can combine with who. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we had multiple different combinations, but if we only saw a few of them? Yeah. Just I for mean, simplicity's sake. Simplicity not... and, like, the number of toys that can come out of it and also the, um, in terms of just the physical assets that the animators have to create. Wild break. There we go. I knew it was break something. <laughs> Congratulations, you've redeemed yourself from dropping that spoiler in the chat earlier. <laughs> Please don't do that. Did somebody drop Please a don't spoiler? Do that. It might be. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> we, we get it We're bad so enough close. with Attack on Titan and a lot of other shows. Well, we Britain do. gets the episodes before we do at this point. I know, but come on, so, guys. Be cool. Like, Please don't do the thing. Don't do that. But anyway, um, that's just anyway, about all I have for this episode. I think that's about all we've got for both of these episodes. And it's they were both a lot of fun to watch. And I'll be interested to see what we have next time. Especially when we start bringing Motormaster into things. Exactly. Like, I've made my cameo. Let's go. <laughs> I concur with that assessment. Yes. More old school bots. Yes. I like it. All right, well, real quick, I want to talk to you guys about iTunes. If you enjoy the show, if you would like to see it continue, best thing you can do, go to iTunes, give us a review, rate us five stars, leave a comment, subscribe. Reviews and comments are the same thing. I'm good at life. But, yeah, if you like this show, if you want to support the show, if you want to keep this show on the air, that is the best way to do it because our producers do see the support and then they're more likely to keep us around if you do give us that support. And also, when you give us a good review, it brings us a little further up in the iTunes rating, so when people search for Transformers, it's a little easier to find. So yes, if you have not already, please do the thing. We really super appreciate it, and it really does help us out as a show. This this has been fun, and I'm excited for this weekend's. Me too. I really am. All right, well, that is all we have for today. Megan, where can the people find you? Hey, guys, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the movie chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out The Shadow Radio Recreation, where I do the voice of Margot Lane, and the upcoming podcast, Apparitions, where I do the voice of the main character, Adeline. Dang. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> now you yeah, know. Yeah, and now I know. Congratulations. It's not out yet. They're still working on the first episode. Uh, you can follow Alexis at ATORS890, and I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias and on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm currently playing through Hustle Cat, which is my first dating sim and has been a super interesting experience. I am also on Gather Your Party on Geek and Sundry on Friday nights. That is super fun. We have Voltron on Mondays. We have the Turn series finale right after this, so stay tuned. And Camp Camp is this week. That goes up tomorrow, so that's going to be Wednesday at, help me, 8 p.m., yeah? Uh, camp Camp. 
Camp uh, Camp, yes. Wednesday at 8. Yes. Do the thing, win the stuff. They are all also, super fun. Also, a special interview us. tomorrow uh, for Turn Fans at 7. We'll, we'll more details after the show tonight. That too. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I am the last one. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.